0: The First Day In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty. Darkness was on the surface of the deep, and God's Spirit was hovering over the surface of the waters. God said, Let there be light. And there was light. God saw the light and saw that it was good. God divided the light from the darkness. God called the light day and the darkness he called night. There was evening, and there was morning, the first day. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna to the Son of David. Almighty and everlasting God, who has sent your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, to take upon him our flesh and to suffer death upon the cross, that all mankind should follow the example of his great humility, mercifully grant that we may both follow the example of his patience and also be made partakers of his resurrection. Almighty and everlasting God, who hates nothing that you have created, and forgives the sins of all those who are penitent, create and make in us new and contrite hearts that we, worthily lamenting our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness, may obtain of you, the God of all mercy, perfect remission and forgiveness. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen. The Holy Gospel is according to St. John, the twelfth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. On the next day, a great multitude had come to the feast. When they heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, they took the branches of the palm trees and went out to meet him and cried out, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, the King of Israel. Jesus having found a young donkey, sat on it. As it is written, Don't be afraid, daughter of Zion. Behold, your king comes, sitting on a donkey's colt. His disciples didn't understand these things at first, but when Jesus was glorified, then they remembered that these things were written about him, and that they had done these things to him. The multitude, therefore, that was with him, when he called Lazarus out of the tomb, and raised him from the dead, was testifying about it. For this cause also the multitude went out and met him, because they heard that he had done this sign. The Pharisees therefore said among themselves, See how you accomplish nothing? Behold, the world has gone after him. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Let us go forth in peace in the name of the Lord. Mm. Yeah.
1: Great God and a great King above all gods. In His hand are the deep places of the earth. The strength of the hills is His also. Sea is His and He made it. And His hands form the drum. Worship and bow down, let us kneel before the Lord our Maker, for He is a God, and we
0: are the people of His pasture, and the sheep of His hand. Christ, for our sakes, hath endured temptation and suffering. O come, let us worship Him.
1: Ride on, ride on in majesty, hark all the tribes, hosanna cry. O Savior, meek pursue thy road, with palms and scattered garments strode. Ride on, ride on in majesty, in lowly pomp, ride on to die. O Christ, thy triumphs now begin, where captive death and conquered sin. Ride on, ride on in majesty, the angel armies of the sky, look down with sadness Hop right on to die Bow thy meek head to mortal pain Then take,
0: O God, thy power and reign But be not thou far from me, O Lord O my strength, haste thee to help me Save me from the lion's mouth For thou hast heard me from the horns of the wild oxen My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Why art thou so far from helping me, and from the words of my roaring? All they that see me laugh me to scorn. They shoot out the lip. They shake the head, saying, He trusted on the Lord, that he would deliver him. Let him deliver him, seeing he delighted in him. Be not far from me, for trouble is near, for there is none to help but be not thou far from me, O Lord. O my strength, haste thee to help me. Save me from the lion's mouth, for thou hast heard me from the horns of the wild oxen. The Old Testament lesson for Palmarim is written in the ninth chapter of Zechariah, beginning at the ninth verse. Rejoice greatly, daughter of Zion. Shout, daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king comes to you. He is righteous, and having salvation, lowly, and riding on a donkey, even on a colt, the foal of a donkey. I will cut off the chariot from Ephraim, and the horse from Jerusalem, and the battle bow shall be cut off, and he will speak peace to the nations, and his dominion will be from sea to sea, and from the river to the ends of the earth. As for you also, because of the blood of your covenant... I have set free your prisoners from the pit in which is no water. Turn to the stronghold, you prisoners of hope. Even today I declare that I will restore double to you. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. The epistle is written in the second chapter of Philippians, beginning at the fifth verse. Brothers, have this in your mind, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, existing in the form of God, didn't consider equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself, taking the form of a servant, being made in the likeness of men, and being found in human form. He humbled himself, becoming obedient to the point of death, yes, the death of the cross. Therefore God also highly exalted him, and gave to him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of those in heaven, those on earth, and those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father." O LORD, HAVE MERCY UPON US. THANKS BE TO GOD. YOU HOLD ME BY MY RIGHT HAND. YOU WILL GUIDE ME WITH YOUR COUNSEL, AND AFTERWARD RECEIVE ME TO GLORY. TRULY GOD IS GOOD TO ISRAEL, TO SUCH AS ARE PURE IN HEART. BUT AS FOR ME, MY FEET WERE ALMOST GONE. MY STEPS HAD WELL NIGH SLIPPED, FOR I WAS ENVIOUS AT THE FOOLISH WHEN I SAW THE PROSPERITY OF THE WICKED. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from helping me and from the words of my groaning? Our fathers trusted in you. They trusted, and you delivered them. They cried to you and were delivered. They trusted in you and were not ashamed." is according to St. Matthew, the 26th and 27th chapters. Glory be to thee, O Lord. When Jesus had finished all these words, he said to his disciples, You know that after two days the Passover is coming, and the Son of Man will be delivered up to be crucified. Then the chief priests, the scribes, and the elders of the people were gathered together in the court of the high priest, who was called Caiaphas, They took counsel together that they might take Jesus by deceit and kill him. But they said, Not during the feast, lest a riot occur among the people. Now when Jesus was in Bethany, in the house of Simon the leper, a woman came to him having an alabaster jar of very expensive ointment, and she poured it on his head as he sat at the table. But when the disciples saw this, they were indignant, saying, Why this waste? For this ointment might have been sold for much and given to the poor. However, knowing this, Jesus said to them, Why do you trouble the woman? She has done a good work for me. For you always have the poor with you, but you don't always have me. For in pouring this ointment on my body, she did it to prepare me for burial. Amen, I tell you, Wherever this gospel is preached in the whole world, what this woman has done will also be spoken of as a memorial of her. Then one of the twelve, who was called Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priests and said, What are you willing to give me if I deliver him to you? So they weighed out for him thirty pieces of silver. From that time he sought opportunity to betray him. Day of Unleavened Bread. The disciples came to Jesus, saying to him, Where do you want us to prepare for you to eat the Passover? He said, Go into the city to a certain person and tell him, The teacher says, My time is at hand. I will keep the Passover at your house with my disciples. The disciples did as Jesus commanded them, and they prepared the Passover. Now, when evening had come, he was reclining at the table with the twelve disciples. As they were eating, he said, Amen, I tell you, that one of you will betray me. They were exceedingly sorrowful, and each began to ask him, It isn't me, is it, Lord? He answered, He who dipped his hand with me in the dish will betray me. The Son of Man goes even as it is written of him, But woe to that man through whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would be better for that man if he had not been born. Judas, who betrayed him, answered, It isn't me, is it, Rabbi? He said to him, You said it. As they were eating, Jesus took bread, gave thanks for it, and broke it. He gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. He took the cup, gave thanks, and gave to them, saying, All of you drink it, for this is the blood of the new covenant which is poured out for many for the remission of sins. But I tell you that I will not drink of this fruit of the vine from now on, until that day when I drink it anew with you in my Father's kingdom." sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Then Jesus said to them, All of you will be made to stumble because of me tonight, for it is written, I will strike the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I am raised up, I will go before you into Galilee. But Peter answered him, Even if all will be made to stumble because of you, I will never be made to stumble. Jesus said to him, Amen, I tell you that tonight, before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. Peter said to him, Even if I must die with you, I will not deny you. All of the disciples also said likewise. Then Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane, and said to his disciples, Sit here while I go there and pray he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, and began to be sorrowful and severely troubled. Then he said to them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even to death. Stay here and watch with me. He went forward a little, fell on his face, and prayed, saying, My father, if it is possible, let this cup pass away from me. Nevertheless, not what I desire, but what you desire." He came to the disciples and found them sleeping, and said to Peter, What? Couldn't you watch with me for one hour? Watch and pray, that you don't enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Again, a second time, he went away and prayed, saying, My father, if this cup can't pass away from me unless I drink it, your desire be done." He came again and found them sleeping, for their eyes were heavy. He left them again, went away, and prayed a third time, saying the same words. Then he came to his disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Behold, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Arise, let us be going. Behold, he who betrays me is at hand. While he was still speaking... Behold, Judas, one of the twelve, came and with him a great multitude with swords and clubs from the chief priests and the elders of the people. Now he who betrayed him had given them a sign, saying, Whoever I kiss, he is the one. Seize him. Immediately he came to Jesus and said, Greetings, Rabbi, and kissed him. Jesus said to him, Friend, why are you here? Then they came and laid hands on Jesus and took him. Behold, one of those who were with Jesus stretched out his hand and drew his sword and struck the servant of the high priest and cut off his ear. Then Jesus said to him, Put your sword back into its place, for all those who take the sword will die by the sword. Or do you think that I couldn't ask my father, and he would even now send me more than twelve legions of angels? How then would the scriptures be fulfilled that it must be so? In that hour, Jesus said to the multitudes, Have you come out as against a robber with swords and clubs to seize me? I sat daily in the temple teaching, and you didn't arrest me. But all this has happened that the scriptures of the prophets might be fulfilled. Then all the disciples left him and fled. Who had taken jesus led him away to caiaphas the high priest where the scribes and the elders were gathered together but peter followed him from a distance to the court of the high priest and entered in and sat with the officers to see the end now the chief priests the elders and the whole council sought false testimony against jesus that they might put him to death and they found none even though many false witnesses came forward they found none. But at last two false witnesses came forward and said, This man said, I am able to destroy the temple of God and to build it in three days. The high priest stood up and said to him, Have you no answer? What is this that these testify against you? But Jesus stayed silent. The high priest answered him, I adjure you by the living God that you tell us whether you are the Christ, the Son of God. Jesus said to him, You have said so. Nevertheless, I tell you, after this you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of power and coming on the clouds of the sky. Then the high priest tore his clothing, saying, He has spoken blasphemy. Why do we need any more witnesses?' Behold, now you have heard his blasphemy. What do you think? They answered, He is worthy of death. Then they spat in his face and beat him with their fists, and some slapped him, saying, Prophesy to us, you Christ, who hit you. Sitting outside in the court, and a maid came to him, saying, You were also with Jesus the Galilean. But he denied it before them all, saying, I don't know what you are talking about. When he had gone out onto the porch, someone else saw him and said to those who were there, This man also was with Jesus of Nazareth. Again he denied it with an oath, I don't know the man. After a little while, those who stood by came and said to Peter, Surely you are also one of them, for your speech makes you known. Then he began to curse and to swear, I don't know the man. Immediately the rooster crowed. Peter remembered the words which Jesus had said to him, Before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. Then he went out and wept bitterly. chief priests and the elders of the people took counsel against Jesus to put him to death. They bound him, led him away, and delivered him up to Pontius Pilate, the governor. Then Judas, who betrayed him, when he saw that Jesus was condemned, felt remorse, and brought back the thirty pieces of silver to the chief priests and the elders, saying, I have sinned in that I betrayed innocent blood. But they said, What is that to us? you see to it. He threw down the pieces of silver in the sanctuary and departed. Then he went away and hanged himself. The chief priest took the pieces of silver and said, It's not lawful to put them into the treasury, since it is the price of blood. They took counsel and bought the potter's field with them to bury strangers in. Therefore that field has been called the field of blood to this day. Then that which was spoken through Jeremiah the prophet was fulfilled, saying, They took the thirty pieces of silver, the price of him upon whom a price had been set, whom some of the children of Israel priced, and they gave them for the potter's field, as the Lord commanded me. Now Jesus stood before the governor, and the governor asked him, saying, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus said to him, so you say. When he was accused by the chief priests and elders, he answered nothing. Then Pilate said to him, Don't you hear how many things they testify against you? He gave him no answer, not even one word, so that the governor marveled greatly. Now at the feast, the governor was accustomed to release to the multitude one prisoner whom they desired. They had then a notable prisoner called Barabbas. When therefore they gathered together, Pilate said to them, Whom do you want me to release to you, Barabbas, or Jesus, who is called Christ? For he knew that because of envy they had delivered him up. While he was sitting on the judgment seat, his wife sent to him, saying, Have nothing to do with that righteous man, for I have suffered many things today in a dream because of him. Now the chief priests and the elders persuaded the multitudes to ask for Barabbas and destroy Jesus. But the governor answered them, Which of the two do you want me to release to you? They said, Barabbas. Pilate said to them, What then shall I do to Jesus who is called Christ? They all said to him, Let him be crucified. But the governor said, Why? What evil has he done? But they cried out exceedingly, saying, Let him be crucified. So when Pilate saw that nothing was being gained, but rather that a disturbance was starting, he took water and washed his hands before the multitude, saying, I am innocent of the blood of this righteous person. You see to it. All the people answered, May his blood be on us and on our children. Then he released Barabbas to them. But Jesus he flogged and delivered to be crucified. soldiers took Jesus into the praetorium, and gathered the whole garrison together against him. They stripped him, and put a scarlet robe on him. They braided a crown of thorns, and put it on his head, and a reed in his right hand. And they kneeled down before him, and mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews! They spat on him, and took the reed, and struck him on the head. When they had mocked him, they took the robe off him, and put his clothes on him, and led him away to crucify him. As they came out, they found a man of Cyrene, Simon by name, and they compelled him to go with them, that he might carry his cross. When they came to a place called Golgotha, that is to say, the place of a skull, they gave him sour wine to drink mixed with gall. When he had tasted it, he would not drink. When they had crucified him, they divided his clothing among them, casting lots, and they sat and watched him there. They set up over his head the accusation against him, written, This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Then there were two robbers crucified with him, one on his right hand and one on the left. Those who passed by blasphemed him, wagging their heads and saying, You who destroy the temple and build it in three days, save yourself. If you are the Son of God, come down from the cross. Likewise, the chief priests, also mocking with the scribes, the Pharisees, and the elders, said, He saved others, but he can't save himself. If he is the King of Israel, let him come down now from the cross, and we will believe in him. He trusts in God, let God deliver him now, if he wants him. For he said, I am the Son of God. The robbers also, who were crucified with him, cast on him the same reproach. From the sixth hour, there was darkness over the land until the ninth hour. About the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. That is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Some of them who stood there, when they heard it, said, This man is calling Elijah. Immediately, one of them ran and took a sponge, filled it with vinegar, put it on a reed, and gave him a drink. The rest said, Let him be. Let's see whether Elijah comes to save him. Jesus cried again with a loud voice, and yielded up his spirit. Behold, the veil of the temple was torn in two from the top to the bottom. The earth quaked, and the rocks were split. The tombs were opened, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. And coming out of the tombs after his resurrection, they entered into the holy city and appeared to many. Now the centurion and those who were with him watching Jesus, when they saw the earthquake and the things that were done, were terrified, saying, Truly this was the Son of God. Many women were there watching from afar, who had followed Jesus from Galilee, serving him. Among them were Mary Magdalene, Mary, the mother of James and Joseph, and the mother of the sons of Zebedee. When evening had come, a rich man from Arimathea, named Joseph, who himself was also Jesus' disciple, came. This man went to Pilate and asked for Jesus' body. Then Pilate commanded the body to be given up. Joseph took the body and wrapped it in a clean linen cloth, and laid it in his own new tomb, which he had cut out in the rock. Then he rolled a large stone against the door of the tomb, and departed. Mary Magdalene was there, and the other Mary sitting opposite the tomb. Now, on the next day, which was the day after the preparation day, the chief priests and the Pharisees were gathered together to Pilate, saying, Sir, we remember that deceiver said while he was still alive, After three days I will rise again. Command, therefore, that the tomb be made secure until the third day, lest perhaps his disciples come at night and steal him away and tell the people he is risen from the dead, and the last deception will be worse than the first. Pilate said to them, You have a guard. Go, make it as secure as you can. So they went with a guard and made the tomb secure, sealing the stone. Here ends the Gospel. Praise be to thee, O Christ. He was brought as a lamb to the slaughter. He was oppressed, and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He was delivered up to death, that he might quicken his people. In Salem also is his tabernacle, and his dwelling place in Zion. He was delivered up to death, that he might quicken his people. He was brought as a lamb to the slaughter. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He was delivered up to death, that he might quicken his people. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today we go from the Temple of Holy Week into the Holy of Holies of these forty days. The Great and Holy Week. Today, Palm Sunday, is the gateway into this great and holy week before the presence of God who hangs on the mercy seat of the cross. But understand the week upon which we are entering. Understand what it is we are observing and celebrating. What we celebrate is the full and complete redeeming work of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The full and complete redeeming work. Because... The church doesn't separate the redeeming works of Christ as if we celebrate his death this Friday and then separately celebrate his resurrection on Easter morning and then separately celebrate his ascension 40 days after Easter. No. Instead, Palm Sunday is the gateway into the full and complete salvation of Christ. So his death. His resurrection, His ascension, we celebrate as one entire event. That is to say, we don't mourn the death and then celebrate the resurrection, but we celebrate the death and glorification of Christ as one. We celebrate the suffering and resurrection as one. This week, we see suffering sanctified by our Lord's suffering, because this week, we see suffering turned into a path to glory to victory and triumph. Now, of course, this week is marked by solemnity and somberness. But even in all that, there is a hidden celebration, a subtle celebration, a breathing in of victory and joy. Today is merely part of a whole where we proclaim our King as he enters in to answer our prayer of Hosanna, as he enters in to save us in the highest. And our epistle this morning, it provokes us not to just look at the surface of our Lord's suffering and stripes and wounds. It provokes us to look deeper into them, into the mind of Christ and the humility of him. And so, St. Paul says in Philippians, Have this mind, this mind of love and self-sacrifice among yourselves. What St. Paul is saying is, Dispose or incline your minds to live like this in this mind of Christ, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but he emptied himself, taking the form of a servant. Being born in the likeness of men and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. So here, Paul urges us to have together the mind of Christ, which is ours in baptism. Paul tells us to meditate on this. To meditate on the fact that from eternity, the Son of God was begotten of the Father, From eternity, the Son of God has been in the form, that is, in the nature of God, so that the Son, by His divinity, has always been equal to the Father in every way, by His majesty, by His glory, by His authority and power. Yet, the Son of God, in His humility, out of love for the Father and us, became incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary. Our Lord's mind of love and humility a love and humility which existed from eternity, exists from eternity, which he had as he was equal to the Father by his divinity. This love and humility led him to take on our flesh and to tabernacle with us in that flesh, so that by his humility, the Son of God left the glory of heaven, surrounded by angelic hosts, and came down to earth, To be born the lowliest of all, as he was surrounded by sinners who didn't recognize their own creator. By his divine humility, he became man, and by his flesh, he was lesser than the Father. Consider that. Adam and the woman in the garden They were created perfect in paradise. They had everything they wanted, and yet they fell into the temptation of the fruit because they thought equality with God was not only possible, but could be surpassed. But here, the second Adam, lesser than the father in respect to his humanity, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped. Adam and Eve thought it was possible, but in his humility, the Son of God did not count it possible. Did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped. So we see the humility of the mind of Christ in his leaving the throne of heaven. Being lesser than the Father by his humanity, Christ shared our very nature. Except, of course, himself being without sin. We have seen that throughout his life, that he shares our nature. In his incarnation, he was born with a threat of death on his shoulder. He went into the desert to face thirst, hunger, the suffering of the elements, only then to be tempted by the devil. In his ministry, he faced harsh attacks from the Pharisees. He saw the sufferings of numerous people whom he healed, whose sufferings he took unto himself. He even encountered the death of friends like Lazarus. He even faced the betrayal of a dear friend in the kiss of Judas. He was like us in every way, faced every temptation, every sorrow, every suffering. And we just heard his passion according to Matthew. We just heard of the false testimonies and lies against him, of the chains put on him, the hostile crowds that surrounded him, the whippings, the mockery of the crown of thorns, of carrying his own cross upon which he was nailed, upon which he called upon his God, saying, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? We saw and heard how he bowed his head and gave up the ghost again. In his incarnation, he shared our nature, our sufferings, our pains, even death. See here the humiliation of his incarnation and his cross. Because by his obedience in life and death, on the cross, in the flesh, he completely emptied himself. So that as he emptied himself of all blood and all life, he also emptied out himself of all his glory as well. This is why our Lord assumed our flesh into his divinity. So that taking on the form of a servant, he could be counted among us sinners with us in baptism. So in baptism, he could take your sins to the cross and there become sin for all of us. So that as he emptied himself of his blood in the form of a servant, he could also in that blood empty himself of his glory in the form of God. That is to say, when he assumed our flesh in the incarnation, he took our status as slaves before God under the law so that we might become sons before God under the gospel as he emptied himself out. He became a slave pouring himself out for us and onto us and onto our children that we may be sons of the divine. In his humility, he lived the life of men, but it wasn't a common life, because he was without sin, and he lived in perfect obedience to God, with whom he did not count equality a thing to be grasped. In his humility, he died the death of men, but again, not a common death, but the most shameful and cruel death of the cross, reserved only for the worst of criminals. A death he died in perfect obedience to God as the worst criminal. where his obedience stood the last and final test of death. That is the humility of the mind of Christ leaving his throne in heaven in his incarnation by his stripes and on the throne of his cross. in the resurrection and the ascension. Notice how God the Father exalted his Son. Although the Son is always equal to the Father by his divinity, here the Father exalts his Son by his humanity. For the name above every name which is bestowed upon the Son is the name Jesus, which is his by way of his flesh that's the name that is exalted. So that what we see here is that our Lord's resurrection, his ascension, his glory, his exaltation, his dominion, all of it is grounded in his humiliation on the cross. His humiliation, which he showed us in leaving heaven, taking our flesh, which he shows us in his stripes, in his wounds, In his blood being poured out, on his being emptied out, the name Jesus is, as one Lutheran pastor put it, the token of his humility and of his passion. That's what the name is, the token of his humiliation and his passion. It is the name he bore on the cross, which was inscribed above him as he hung there. It is the name which he now bears at the right hand of the Father. The crown of glory which he wears now in his resurrection and ascension is grounded in the crown of thorns which he wore on Good Friday. He is our great mediator in heaven now because he was the great paschal victim on the cross. The exaltation of our Lord is the exaltation of his humility. It's the exaltation of his being lifted high up on the cross, of his incarnation and death in his love to you. So that when we worship Christ's passion, when we worship his passion, when we worship his hanging there on the cross, what we are confessing is Jesus Christ is Lord, who hung on the cross, who suffered and died for our sins, who rose again and ascended to the Father. Our Lord, by suffering and glory, death and resurrection, all one event of our salvation. So when we worship him in us being baptized, think about this in terms of us being baptized, we worship and are baptized into his death and his resurrection. So when we worship him as we preach Christ crucified, we are also preaching him as Christ resurrected. When we worship him in partaking of his flesh and blood, we partake of the flesh and blood which hung on the cross and also ascended into heaven. Our worship, our confession Of Christ crucified and Christ resurrected is to the glory of God the Father. The glory which is his love, which is his sacrifice of himself upon the cross for you. We exalt Christ crucified. Our exaltation of him comes from his humiliation. And all that is to the glory of God the Father. From all this, Paul tells us, have this mind of Christ among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus. What he is saying is, this mind of Christ Jesus is not ours by our own sinful nature. It is ours by his grace in baptism, in preaching, in the sacrament. When we are baptized, our mind is formed into the mind of Christ by the waters of baptism and by the word in catechesis and preaching and sealed in his body and blood at the altar. This is the mind of Christ in which Paul instructs us to be united together. Us in the church, us baptized, are united in the mind of Christ. The mind of humility and love which we are to have with each other. Because now with the mind of Christ, we bear our crosses in this world with him. And while Christ's death was the only death to atone for our sins, now that our atonement has been won, we are free now to love each other in godly humility and self-sacrifice, in suffering and obedience to God and in love towards each other. For Christ in his passion has sanctified all suffering which is suffered for his sake. So that suffering, the suffering that we experience in this life, is not a suffering of emptiness or nihilism or defeat. Our suffering in this life is now the suffering of Christ. It is the suffering of victory. So even when we suffer, we have joy. Just as he suffered and rose from the dead, so we suffer now with the hope of the resurrection, the hope of which we partake every week at this altar in the body and blood of Christ. Because suffering, our suffering in Christ, it's not about defeat. It's the suffering of victory and triumph. Suffering which is the path to victory and triumph, which he won for us. So today, Palm Sunday, we enter into not just the week of our Lord's suffering, we enter now into his hour of suffering, death, resurrection, and ascension. And same for our baptism, we entered into not just the death of the old Adam, but into the death of the old Adam and the resurrection of the new man. And likewise, we also live this way, not just in the sufferings of Christ, We live not just in suffering, but also as those holding on to the promise of the resurrection. We live not only in the humility of godly suffering, but also with the promise of the glory which awaits us. And all of it, suffering and glory, is ours now in the victory of Christ. Amen and may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Much people that were come to the feast cried unto the Lord, Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up an horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people by the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness, and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. Much people that were come to the feast cried unto the Lord, Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. O Lord, have mercy upon us. O Christ, have mercy upon us. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. I said, O Lord, be merciful unto me. Heal my soul, for I have sinned against thee. Return, O Lord, how long? And let it repent thee concerning thy servants. Let thy mercy, O Lord, be upon us, according as we hope in thee. Let thy priests be clothed with righteousness, and let thy saints shout for joy. O Lord, save our rulers. Let the King hear us when we call. Save thy people and bless thine inheritance. Feed them also and lift them up forever. Remember thy congregation, which thou hast purchased of old. Peace be within thy walls, and prosperity within thy palaces. Let us pray for our absent brethren. O thou, our God, save thy servants that trust in thee. Let us pray for the brokenhearted and the captives. Redeem Israel, O God, out of all his troubles. Send them help from the sanctuary, and strengthen them out of Zion. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come unto thee. Out of the depths have I cried unto thee, O Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let thine ears be attentive to the voice of my supplications. Out of the depths have I cried unto thee, O Lord. If thou, Lord, shouldest mark iniquities, O Lord, who shall stand? But there is forgiveness with thee, that thou mayest be feared. Out of the depths have I cried unto thee, O Lord. I wait for the Lord, my soul doth wait, and in his word do I hope. My soul waiteth for the Lord more than they watch for the morning. I say, more than they watch for the morning. Out of the depths have I cried unto thee, O Lord. Let Israel hope in the Lord, for with the Lord there is mercy, and with him is plenteous redemption. And he shall redeem Israel from all his iniquities. Out of the depths have I cried unto thee, O Lord. Turn us again, O God of hosts. Cause thy face to shine, and we shall be saved. Arise, O Christ, for our help and redeem us for Thy mercy's sake. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come unto Thee. Almighty and everlasting God, who has sent Your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, to take upon Him our flesh and to suffer death upon the cross, that all mankind should follow the example of His great humility, mercifully grant that we may both follow the example of His patience and also be made partakers of his resurrection. Almighty and everlasting God, who hates nothing that you have created, and forgives the sins of all those who are penitent, create and make in us new and contrite hearts that we, worthily lamenting our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness, may obtain of you, the God of all mercy, perfect remission and forgiveness. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Give peace in our days, O Lord, because there is none other that fighteth for us except Thou, our God. O Lord, let there be peace in Thy strength and abundance in Thy towers. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, Almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day. Defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight. Through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. We give thanks unto Thee, Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, Thy dear Son, that Thou hast protected us through the night from all harm and danger. And we beseech Thee to preserve and keep us this day also from all sin and evil, that in all our thoughts, words, and deeds we may serve and please Thee. Into Thy hands we commend our bodies and souls and all that is ours. Let Thy holy angel have charge concerning us, that the wicked one have no power over us. Amen. Bless we the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen.